Alright, welcome everybody to now what is episode 8 of the Splinter Talk Show. It's gonna be a spicy one. We have many great guests here, including Last Dragon from YGG, Ashley NFT Gaming, Dwayne Cunningham, all returning guests besides you, Dwayne. So you you finally made it. Wow, How's it feel? Finally made it. Feels good to be among elite company. <laughs> Elite company. I think you're so you're at the sure top of the that. food chain. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for being here today. Uh, before we jump into some spicy takes, you know, we're going to talk about Splinterlands, some of the talk about the bullishness of validator, validator nodes, vouchers, all these things, and also all these complaints that maybe maybe I'm the only one seeing on my YouTube channel. I don't know. Maybe you guys are as well. So we'll get some of you guys' thoughts. But before we do so, I just want to hear from you guys. Why don't you guys give the community an update? How are you guys doing in life? Any highlight maybe in the last week or so? Uh, anyone want to go first? Hmm. Sounds um, like Dwayne wants to go first. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. Was that a sigh of like, mm, I don't want to? or mm, yeah. I, uh, So I just started a new job and it's awesome. But um, I would say that it's interesting that I'm going first. And because we, I'm in training with, three, with two other dudes and every single day we get questions like hey like just tell us a little bit about yourself and i'm always the first one to speak and so i was like <laughs> take a breath and let dragon or ash go first um no things are good family's good my little my older daughter got a little sick recently but that was kind of cool too because she wasn't badly sick i mean she just stayed home and snuggled my girl and um uh works awesome and the channel's doing good and we're we're, t we're covering some interesting topics a lot more frequently asked questions lately because the community just keeps dropping some great topics and and so yeah things are great thanks for having me yeah I, I gotta say my probably top favorite thing on the internet right now is when i flip open up youtube and i just see like Dwayne crazy hair family photos like <laughs> big smiles for all your kids i think that's probably the highlight of my week i don't know <laughs> Uh, Ashley, how about you? How are you doing? I think most of the community knows you here. So uh, just, you know, what's been going on in your life, Splinterlands, or just life in general? I'm Ashley. Um, my life's boring. I just, <laughs> I just work at home. I'm a software developer and, you know, every just developing for a company. But as for Splinterlands, it's going great. I'm in gold now. I bought a gold death deck. That was the highlight of my week. All gold. I mean, it's all Chaos Legion, but I mean, the max gold level is what I mean. Max, Yeah, so max gold level, not like gold foil cards. No, ma oh no, no, the max gold level, but I mean, <laughs> it was still expensive. Hey guys, I just <laughs> bought a full max. Foil. My bad. They need to change that. It's confusing. That is a little confusing, but you know what, Ashley, I feel like you shouldn't say you have a boring life. You should have a little more confidence. I, I feel like... You're like the most top requested. Like when I talk about the show, people are like get Ashley Thank back you. on, get Ashley back on. So Thank you. I yeah. I try. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I just, you know, wake up, take my dog out and sit on the computer and I listen to Luke and Dwayne while I'm working. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Well, I'm glad I, to I'm have you back. I'm always listening to Splinterlands in the background. There Me you too. go. Love Me it. Too. Love it. And then uh, last but not least, Last Dragon YGG. How's it going? been a few weeks since we had you on it's been a few weeks but things have been really really good we just finished up our second uh token sale for all the guild badge holders which is great the public sale is coming next which is awesome uh we just opened 6500 untamed packs which was pretty wild 
um any more open. gold was it gold foil llama or Yoda? so we got a gold foil llama we did not the only one we did not get was the gold foil uh yodin i think we got everything else so <laughs> we were day. hoping on that final one uh that luthien would bring us some luck and honestly we still opened a ton of like llamas and yodins and like three kitties and everything else that in that session so we're like all right we didn't get the gold foil llama but we got kind of everything else um so, so you now have a max level champion deck those are all your cards right <laughs> oh yeah um i just transferred them to my personal account totally cool uh, <laughs> no. no we were we're all drooling the entire time you know when we're opening this stuff and but honestly the ygg spl has been going great um i think the thing that i've enjoyed the most is just it's really not about like what Dwayne, you know, what Dwayne is doing and what Luke is doing and what I'm doing. Like everybody is so collaborative and working together. And I think that is what I love the most about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There can be some friendly competition here and there, but um, everybody just wants to work together in this environment. And uh, I think that's, that's probably what I enjoy the most. So, yeah. I mean, that's what I love about this podcast, just bringing you guys on. I've had a couple of new people reach out, like, let me on. Like, sweet. Like, I don't even know who you are, but I'm ready to hang. Like, let's do it. So, yeah, I totally agree. The level of collaboration is is super fun, and it's just a great community for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. I mean, every community has got to have some some crazies, right? It's just, it's just bound to happen in this universe. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of competition, that will be a good segue into our first topic tonight. I, I figured since Ashley was here, it, it's it, we got to talk about it, right? We got to talk about it because you had this excellent series. There's been a bit of drama in the community, uh, specifically around UAUA Schnappoon. Uh, you also had an interview with Blue on there uh, from you know these win trading accusations to calling them bots. Uh, you know, eventually. Essentially, what happened was, uh, based on UAUA's post, is the support staff of Splinterlands actually told Zen Sports like that they believe this. Zen Sports banned them from tournaments, and then you know there's this Dave McCoy investigation, Ashley's interviews. It's just kind of been this crazy, crazy. I don't know. Like it, it's been some cool conclusions, but I first want to go kick it to you, Ashley. Just what was what was your involvement? Like how did you get involved in this kind of? drama and trying to help this the solution and what has that been like from your perspective well i first became friends or twitter friends with ue ue on uh twitter i followed him and he had a giveaway he was giving away a card he won from Dwayne, <laughs> and um so i won my thaddeus like level three i think or two i'm not sure but from him and i was like dude this guy's cool <laughs> and so um i just followed all his posts i liked him um i can read the japanese so um, I thought he was really nice. And then when I heard people were calling him a bot, it annoyed me. And <laughs> one time I joined uh, one of Clove's live stream. It wasn't Clove, though. It was someone else um, on her channel. And everyone in the comments were saying, Uwe Uwe Schnappoon are bots. Why are they in this tournament? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is not cool because I know they're really nice guys. So when I heard they were banned from Zen Sports, Schnappoon uh, was posting how sad he was. He was like depressed about it. And I was feeling really mm. bad. So like being blamed without any chance to defend yourself is really messed up because mm -hmm. then sh I messaged um, Schnappoon and asked for 
um, if you wanted to do an interview. And he sent me the screenshots of what Zen Sports said, which I think is on Uwe's post. But I didn't like how they were like, we got emails with screenshots and we banned you. <laughs> like, mm. yeah. And then Schnappen was like, we don't do win trading. What's the proof? And then they were just like, sorry, you're banned pretty much. So I didn't like that. So I wanted to interview them. And my goal was like, I didn't have a way to prove they're not win trading. But first of all, people always said they're the same person. So that was easy to disprove. But then um, the botting was uh, not easy to disprove. But I wanted people to see that they're people. I thought if people could see their face, that they would like emphasize, uh, empathize more with mm -hmm. them. So that was really the goals there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if someone didn't watch that series, like S tier content right there, like go watch the interviews, not just to pr disprove that they're bots or win trading, but just the, the things that they were saying. I mean, these are like the top level silver players. So if you want to go get good at the game, these are the people you should be looking to learn from. So I, I love just getting to hear from them. Not even like, uh, like to me, I never really considered them as bots or win traders or whatever, but just to hear from them and, and UA UA, I think was saying like, I literally have an Excel spreadsheet with 50 different lineups for just the little league rule set. I'm like, oh man, I'm no, <laughs> like I'm nowhere near this level. I was just like, wow, that's insane. So great job, great content. Mm -hmm. uh, Dwayne or Last Dragon, did you guys hear, you know, kind of yeah. the talk of town on your channels? Yep. It, was that a huge discussion for you guys? What, what, did, what were your thoughts there? When I heard uh, Ashley, I think I watched like maybe a couple hours after Ash did the first video, I watched it first of all, and um, it, uh, Luke's right. You guys gotta uh, check it out. Uh, great conversation. They were friendly and funny, um, and and the and like you said, like there were they're they're actually different people, and it's really it's funny how this decentralized gaming experience can create this opportunity where you're behind this veil and and i think we see it with like social media generally now like you you see all the there's often a lot of hate on for instance twitter or something like this where two different sides are yelling at each other and they don't really even they don't see each other and it's like you would never speak that way to a person in front of you um and but there's something about this this medium that will allow us to just be a little bit darker to one another and um and uh, they seemed so sweet. And like you pointed out, actually, like I, I remember Uwe, Uwe competed and succeeded and won one of my tourneys and and uh, and then immediately gave it away. And it was like, I don't know, it was like a 20 or $30 card at the time. Um, you know, like that's that doesn't really seem consistent with the idea that somebody is like out for just exclusively profit. Like you'd think, oh, I won this. I'm going to liquidate it. I'm going to, you know, roll it over. And then I, I was like, the more I thought about it, they're just this idea of win trading through bots to to fight to a high level of league. I was like, logistically, what are you going to have a hundred bots and you're going to let them feed into you? And each bot has to have 20, 2300 rank points to fight, to, to be surrendering to you in a meaningful way. And, um, and so what kind of cards do they have? You know, it's not free to do that. And so he's going to, he's going to put five, 600 bucks, maybe a thousand bucks on a hundred different, or even, even 20 different accounts. Like I, I don't know where mathematically you'd have to say, well, he'd have to have at least 10. I don't know, but it just didn't seem very practical and logical. And so, yeah, uh, yeah I weighed in too. And I said, you know, I don't, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Still doesn't. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm glad that um, Dave McCoy went through and did whatever investigation he did. And it seems like the community, for the most part, is satisfied that that was resolved. But I, one more thing I'd say before um, is interesting to me how 
I read comments even now and it, and they're on the topic it's uh, on that topic and and probably in this video there'll be like commenters who'll say oh you you know this certain element of it was like not properly explored and it feels like to me and I said this in one of my videos on the topic it feels like these sorts of allegations are never properly cleansed because there's always somebody who it's vague enough that you you really can't that's the thing when we point fingers and we and we judge and we and we we um without sort of a, a, a process, like a reliable process, I think that stain lingers. And that's why it's so important that we only point the finger when we're, when we're certain, in my opinion. And so that's how I felt about it. Yeah. Well yeah. put. What about you, Dragon? Anything from YDG? Do you guys have discussions about it or any involvement? Do I get to be controversial? Because I'm annoyed about sure. the whole thing. Sure. You can, <laughs> the whole you can thing be controversial. Me. That's why we bring you on. The whole thing makes me pretty, yeah, the whole thing makes me pretty mad, honestly. Like, we literally have a game in which botting is allowed. Nobody makes any qualms about that. Like, you can put as many bots in the game as you want. You can literally use any tool you want to win if you want to. And yet, these guys are kicked out of a tournament. Like, are we crazy? Like, how many times has Aggie said, I'm not going to ban bots? Mm Mm-hmm. How many well, times just you so you know, it, it wasn't Splinterlands that. Made no, it me. wasn't. No, it wasn't. But my point is, my point is that Splinterlands itself allows you to use whatever tool you want, whether it's a piece of paper or it is anything that, if you went to a Las Vegas cons- casino, would be considered cheating. They allow you to do whatever you want. I mean, we can talk about um, what's the site that we all were talking about. The Splinter, other day. Splinter Tools. Right. So you can use splinter tools. That's okay. You can have a bot in this game. And yet these guys, these guys are going to get booted out of a tournament. Like to me, that's completely asinine, like Mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous. And um, it would be different. It, in my mind, it would be different if splinter lands themselves, if Aggie and all those guys were like, Nope, we're cracking down on bots. We're not going to allow any tools like this. And, I think I said this to Ashley after I watched the thing. It's like, okay, so we're going to do it like chess tournaments then. Like if you're going to take it to that degree, you're going to have a forward-facing camera and you're going to have a rear-facing camera and you're going to prove that just you and you alone in your mind is able to make the decisions that needs to be made for your tournaments. I mean, I think that it is... Like, if you're going to take it that far, then take it the whole way, as far as I'm concerned. Like, if you want, you know, to say there's absolutely nothing extra is allowed. And quite honestly, I think Uyoe is brilliant. I think Mm -hmm. the guy is one of those guys that could literally go to a casino, play a poker or a, a blackjack table, and he can count the cards in his head. He is that smart. And there is nothing wrong. What did he do? Like 180 win streak the other day? That's insane. On stream. So oh, the that dude, was Schnappen, by the way. Yeah, okay. So Schnappen I mean, both of them are insane. really smart. Like, yeah. Insanely, insanely smart. So in my mind, uh, and I'll, I would shout it from the rooftops, I, I think it's double standards. Uh, I don't have any uh, anything... Uh, to do with Zen Sports, and I know that they're trying to keep fair play and all that sort of stuff in place, but I think that unless you're willing to go down the path of, all right, two cameras, 
all right, we need to see what you're doing. Okay, show me your screen. Show me your desktop. Unless you're willing to do that, I think that you they might. I think they owe them yeah. an apology, honestly. Yeah, well, and I think the interesting po- point, I didn't fully jump into this because I didn't feel like I had enough knowledge of all that was going on. But just reading through Ue Ue, is that how we're calling him, Ashley? It's it's Ue Ue. Ue Ue. His <laughs> post, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm not actually blaming Zensports. He said the problem was that the support staff of Splinterlands believed these accusations and passed on the word to Zensports, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, hmm, that's that's kind of... That doesn't look good if Splinterlands support staff was the ones who just believe these accusations. So hopefully this is a good learning lesson. And, you know, I think we're all on the same page here. And I think hopefully we can all move on from this. And And I'll read kind of his statement in this because I, I love if you didn't read his post on the witch hunt, you go go read his witch hunt post because it was really brilliant what he said. And it, he has the English translation there as well. But I just love this quote. He said, please ask yourselves. Are you not slandering and insulting certain players without any solid proof? Are you not part of the echo chamber that further reinforces and further spreads the belief? And I thought that was just a really well said, like, kind of as you're saying, Dwayne, unless you have actual proof, you know, like you can ruin someone's reputation, even if it's completely false, as you said, Mm -hmm. those types of, you know, things linger on and on and can really affect someone's reputation. So I I love what he said, like, let's, maybe watch our tongues, you know, try not to throw shade, throw the the false things until you actually know for sure, whether you're a staff member, whether you're just a player, community member, it doesn't matter. I think we all need to be held responsible for these things. So well, look at what he's having to do now, right? Yeah. So now he's going on stream. They're both going on stream, showing how good they really are. Almost the opposite of what anyone else is doing to, sh- to prove that they really are that good. So now there's this like lingering cloud mm-hmm. over the tournament to prove that, no, I, I'm amazing at this game. And when they shouldn't have to prove that they're amazing at the game. So... Yeah. And, yeah, and I think that's the one benefit is, especially with Ashley's interviews, people that got got to know them. And I've had so much fun, Ashley, since you did that interview. I'm like, Schnapun had sent me a translator for the Zen Sports tournament a long time ago, and so I pulled that out and started using it. Now, now I'm like tweeting at them. I finally yeah. get like one win out of ten against them. I'm like, ah, I did it, and I tweet at them, and they're they're just hilarious about it. I love seeing them on Twitter. Luke's and... become fluent in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Always typing in Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, no, if you want the translator, just go to deepl.com. Apparently, Ashley, it works pretty well, right? You're saying it works kind of? It, it works pretty good, yeah. Enough yeah. that you can A lot better than Google Translate. So yeah. I recommend that one. But I wanted to add that, like, anyone watching this stream, if you have any doubts or you just want to, you know, watch their stuff, yeah, Shunapun has a Twitch, and he's been streaming there recently, like, every morning in our time in America. Um night for him in japan and yeah last time it was not 180 win streak but it was 111 which is still really high yeah so he streamed most of it live so that's crazy and he does giveaways during the stream for people who just start talking in the chat so there's that and he's been giving away a lot of cards and then um Uwewe gets on his YouTube channel sometimes, but right now Uwewe is doing the Uwewe hunt event <laughs> where you can hunt him down. If you beat him, you'll get 1,000 DC, and you just <laughs> you just have to tweet 
him with uh, the picture of dead Uwe Uwe on it, and then <laughs> like it's a it's a Yoden picture. And has then, anybody um, has anybody battling. beat him? One yeah. person from our our Krill Crew Guild beat him, and uh, Uwe Uwe tweeted it out. He had a one percent chance in that battle, and the RNG <laughs> took him down. I was like, oh my god! I wonder but if he, he would be willing. I need to reach out to him because I wonder if he'd be willing to come on the weekend challenge as well. Because we've talked about how it would be fun in the middle of the tournament itself to have individual battles. And uh, it would be fun to have some of you guys there as well just to come on. And let's see if you can beat Dwayne. Let's see if you can beat Ashley. Uh, Luthien has already decimated Cydrake. And I think (laughs) he he had to sing in Spanish for his loss. So so anyway, that's that's awesome. That's I mean, I'm glad that he stood up for himself, too. Yeah, and Amil, Am- Amalio, how do you say their name? Amayio. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Amayio. Um, they beat them, too. Or they, they beat <laughs> Uiwe, too. So I saw yeah. that on Twitter. Nice yeah. nice job. <laughs> yeah. And la- last thing to wrap up, shout out to Halfle Blue because we didn't – well, Half half Blue because I know he wanted to switch. To, I keep wanting to say Halfle, but Half Blue because his English was really good as well. I know he, he was worried about it, but it was great. Yeah, he was yeah. funny. And I am really confused why they banned him because he plays in gold. He doesn't even play with them. I, He's not usually on the leaderboard. Yeah, I'm know. like, poor guy. Hopefully they figure it out because I think the community has started to figure it out. And hopefully, yeah, I think the community rallied, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We have heard back from Zen Sports about uh, maybe last week, and they said they're not going to budge on it. So that's the last thing I heard. They okay. said they well, had too much evidence. Okay. Well, that was their word. We'll see. Okay. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's, but that's I mean, they can play in all me, the other tournaments. Yeah. So. It's their, I mean, it's their platform they can do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They choose to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we've talked uh, enough about that. So let's let's move on to another topic. And I know Dwayne, you've been chomping at the bit to talk about this. So uh, let's get it, get into the first kind of a bullish topic before we start talking about maybe some of the problems here tonight. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we haven't done a podcast last week, and they talked about validator nodes. Now we have the price of them with all the SPS and vouchers. But before we start talking about the details and why you guys might be bullish on them, if you are, can can anyone just give me like a quick for someone that doesn't know crypto, maybe it's just in the gaming side of them, how would you explain validator nodes? Like, what's the importance? What do they do? Mm-hmm. Does anyone feel like they have a good technical, like just layman's terms for these things? Let me take a stab at it. Um, is it, so first of all, do I need to answer it like a Jeopardy question with a formidable question? <laughs> yeah, oh, um, of course. Uh, what is, is Alex, Alex, what is uh, the system by which bl- the blockchain... Uh, decisions are overseen and validated because every every blo- every piece of information that gets processed through the blockchain, in our case, Hive, uh, this is all happening on Hive, right? It, it has to run through the blockchain, and there are validators. They're called on Hive. They're called um, um, I forget what they're, they're called a different phrase, and, and and but the witnesses they're called witnesses, and this yeah. it's this idea that the, these twenty one or fifty people they run a, a software program that oversees, monitors, and and then tracks and stores the data that's being that's actually happening in a way that verifies the accuracy of those claims. Because picture picture um, 
you know, every the 21 different computers running the, the software. And it's possible that one of them is recording uh, wrong data. And then the others are weighing against that. And the system is saying, no, 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 like these 20 are in, are in consensus. That's, that's the phrase consensus. They agree. And therefore that's what the blockchain records. The consensus, this is called the consensus mo- uh, mechanism. And it's the way that the blockchain verifies what actually happened, who won those battles, who owns which money, where did that money go from and to, uh, all of that stuff has to be tracked and validated. And so that's what validators will do. They will oversee certain decisions that we will we will eventually vote on with the SPS governance. And it's that mechanism through which we can have a trustless um, a, uh, mm, governance system where we might decide we want to burn X amount of SPS or we want to change how DEC works. And then these validators will will track and um, ensure that our, our actual votes are being, are being, cons- there's a consensus around that. Yeah, well said, well said. Uh, I, w- I want to hear from you guys in terms of like, are you excited about this? Security do you think too, it's a right? big deal? It's a security yeah, yeah. situation too, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, go ahead, Dragon. So if you, don't, if you don't have enough, you can, you know, potentially be compromised as well, um, you know, as we saw with what happened with Axie. But I I would say that what we're seeing more than, I mean, I think that what we're seeing with Splinterlands is very similar to what we see with Gala, right? Because Gala has like 75,000 nodes as well that are all uh, part of their ecosystem as well. So, I mean, I think that um, the amount of additional security that it gives is something that is pretty important to the ecosystem. I might be wrong. I don't, I'm pretty sure though that there, it has to do with security as well, right? Yeah, the the funds, like picture if there was no oversight in this way, how would we know that when when your computer reports X amount of DC was just received, how does the blockchain know that that's a valid claim? The, that's what, the, so you're right. It, it boils down to a security issue because the 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 validators need to validate come to consensus over the fact that that those funds were sent by someone at a certain time to someone else and that that is recorded and then it's irreversible and that's the important part of these so then they have to be trusted and and that's why they get it's important that they get a in some situations they'll get voted in or they'll hold x amount of the token and that'll buy their way in or something like that they become stakeholders and then we trust them as a result of it yeah, and the, and the more validators, the better is kind of what you're getting at, Dragon. I mean, that was part of the problem with Axie, right? Is that right. they only had a certain amount, and then someone hacked a couple. Was it only nine? Was yeah, it nine I think they the like time, hacked, yeah. hacked four and had control over one other one or something like that. So because you had to have to 51% to be able to have the majority and to be able to get a hold of the money. Wow. And they were able to do that. Yeah, everybody was very surprised because you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Um, and I am not very good on the technical end of it. So that's why I'm glad that Dwayne is here. Cause I'm pretty <laughs> sure that it kind of has to do with the same thing. Like you, you want a lot of validators, you want the security that those validators bring. And in return, I know that people get rewards for that, but at the same time, it's like the whole baseline security thing is what, what I like about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So are you guys, do you guys think this is a big change or are you guys more like i'm just gamers i don't really care about all the blockchain tech just give me more cards give me more land you know give what, me more what cards is your, what is your response been to this announcement is it exciting is it just whatever who cares 
For you me, guys know how whatever. I feel, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> For me, really? I don't fully understand all of it. Honestly, I'm mm. confused. So no, I'm I glad mean, Dwayne think... can explain it. Yeah, and that's why I asked the question, right? Is like I think there's a gonna be a crowd of like blockchain nerds who are like, okay, this is cool, and I know all the details and the tech behind it and what it means. And then Ashley, like you, maybe even a little bit like me, I'm just like, I kind of think I try to wrap my head around these things, but you know, honestly, I'm I'm here because it's a cool game. So like, I understand the importance of it, but you know, mm-hmm. in reality, I think there's a chunk of players who are like. I don't even know what a validator node is, right? And so maybe for them, it wasn't a, a big deal, right? When Matt is like, this is the biggest deal in the world right now. Mm-hmm. It's, I agree. I understand what you guys are saying. And I'm not like the biggest techie either about this stuff. Like I, I've learned as I've gone along and I understand and I believe in the importance of, of blockchain as a revolutionary technology that's going to change how we do all of our finance, including own, owning assets in a video game. I really believe that. Um, and I think this is so special that I think it really, it's really going to be important to wrap our minds around it. Even me, like I'm still, I've kind of got, I feel like I've got a loose grip on it. I did a video recently where I I said like Rondon sets the record straight or something. And he came on my podcast on Twitch. Uh, I'm on Splinterlands TV and he came on and talked to me for like 45 minutes and he, and he kind of like, he kind of was like, no, you don't get it. No, it's really a gigantic deal. And he tried to explain it. And, and I have to be honest, like I, I have a, a loose grasp on it, but there are certain key points that we sh- we need to take away. And if we do, I think we'll be struck by the importance. And one of them is that the security thing we just talked about, it is a security thing, but two, that means the, 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 the decisions that this game are, are going to in the future make are going to come down to us us SPS holders, this is a gigantic deal because what company, like, can you picture Tesla just saying like, oh, the stock, like, yes, shareholders get a vote in in a corporate world, but this is literally, we, we just say yes, like to an initiative gets posted and maybe we burn, maybe we, we agree to spend $500,000 out of the escrow, the DAO that's in the foundation. Cause there's a, you guys know, there's millions of dollars in the SPS DAO it's 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 being held by Aggie and Miaba. There's something like five to ten million right now, and the idea is that we would govern that as SPS holders, and so we will literally decide how we use that. And and what if we just said someone proposes an initiative? We want to spend five hundred thousand dollars, and we want to get SPS listed on Binance, and we could overnight decide to spend that money out of that account because of this new model of governance, as opposed to just petitioning to two leaders of a game. And the, all of the myriad of changes that that could me, main, uh, mean. And and then the one, one more quick thing, the SPS, how it's changing. Um, these nodes are being sold for SPS and vouchers. SPS and vouchers are limited in number and there's only so many in circulation. Um, and yes, there's a lot of them, but this is a mechanism that you're going to see tons of SPS and tons of vouchers be deleted forever all of the vouchers that go towards these purchases of these nodes are deleted not not like stored somewhere they're gone forever and then the the sps that goes into the buying these nodes and there's 60,000 nodes and they start off at 2000 and 3000 5000 and so on all this money this lots and lots of money millions and millions of dollars is going to 80% of it's going to disappear of the sps and 20% is going to go into escrow which we control like this is the, those are the facts that need to really 
like we all, everyone who was interested in Splinterlands, even if you just like the game, should wrap your mind around because it affects the uh, the supply of these assets that we hope to get for playing. And so it can. This is why this is a huge part of why holding SPS as a long term very bullish because of what I just described quickly. Yeah. And I, I think there's been some people that have been excited. I've heard other people kind of push back and, and Dragon, I kind of want to get your thoughts because I know in YGG, you guys already have some governance, but some of the people are just like, is it really actually decentralized? Is it really actually like we're going to have any power because isn't all the, you know, top five SPS holders, aren't they just going to control everything? And my measly, you know, 1000 SPS for voting or governance or whatever, like it's not really going to make a difference. And that that's kind of the pushback or attitude I've heard from some. So Dragon, I know YGG has launched some governance. What has it been like for you? Because I know you've had to, even as a content creator for them, run things through that, right? What is yeah, that like? Yeah, so um, the first thing that I will say is that um, centralized governance is way easier. Uh, YGG SPL and the reason why I say it's easier is it's because what we all understand. There is one boss who is another person's boss, who is your boss, who tells you what to do. We all understand a centralized structure. Military understands a centralized structure. Like all, all of, uh, I would say, Western culture specifically understands a centralized structure. When you go decentralized, um, the difference is that it doesn't, matter if you hold 10 SPS or a million SPS. Your 10 SPS still gives you the right and the access to vote. And you can still go to that person that has a million SPS and say, hey, I have this idea. Would you collaborate with me? And would you help me put forward governance? And that's, I mean, that's been the big so YGG SPL is 100% decentralized. People can put proposals together. We've already done, I want to say, 10 or 11 snapshot votes that have already happened. And you know how a lot of people, I don't know how close you follow Axie, but a lot of people are saying, hey, just do the simple stuff, like show people how to do the governance. You don't have to let the community crater it into the ground like you can do the easy stuff the low-hanging fruit to show people how to put a proposal together how not to put a proposal together and kind of have some guide rails um that is exactly what has happened with us we have started very simple everything from the logo that we use to what it takes to be an official ygg spl guild like all of those things get debated on it's uh i know that knight has kind of said it's a lot like um it's a lot like congress where you're sitting there behind the scenes trying to get the votes or you're sitting there openly debating so for instance uh, this is common knowledge now we have a, a really big quest initiative that's happening in partnership ygg core plus ygg spl if you do these certain things you can get YGG token and YGG SPL token. You guys, it was four days of debate. Like it was four days of four <laughs> to six hours of everybody hashing out, tugging, pulling. Hey, what if we do this? No, I don't like that. I'm I'm not going to vote for that. Like I'm going to vote for this and this and that. Like it was literally this back and forth for all and and everyone who was a YGG SPL token holder had the right to be a part of this debate 
it didn't matter if you had one token or a hundred thousand tokens. Um, obviously, there's respect that happens based, you know, you're weighted based off of the respect you have in the community and how passionate you are about it. And you can't battle everything, right? So, but guys, I'm telling you, it is an incredibly hard process, but it is an incredibly beautiful process at the end of the day. And everybody feels like their voice was heard, but you have to be willing to go through the process. Like there is not one person that comes and goes, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're going to get 6,500 packs and it can be yours. Like it's going to go to your personal account. Like you have to get I think we have 188 wallets. You have to get a 51% majority to make that happen. So the governance itself is, it's hard, but it's amazing. Like it feels so good at the end of that, knowing I, I got to weigh in. Like my, I feel like my voice was heard. And it didn't matter if they had been there since the beginning or, or they had just come in. It didn't matter. Like your, your voice is your voice, you know? So... I would say that, yes, we have gone through that very heavily. It is amazing and hard all at the same time because you're almost fighting against everything you know. So <laughs> it's really, really easy to say. And when we're hearing a lot of things in the Web3 space, it's really easy to say we want to be decentralized. I don't think a lot like so, Aggie, you have been in middle of this project for five years now. You've poured your heart, soul, blood, mm. tears, and now you're willing to say, but the community owns it. That's hard, you mm -hmm. guys. That True. is hard. This is this giving is up your his business, baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you give guide rails and you do it right. Um, you will see that the community does not want to crater your project. They mm -hmm. want it to be better. Mm -hmm. And if you're a majority share, it can, you can also have that guide rail there too to make sure that they can't. Um, and, and I think that's, that's <clears throat> the part of it. But if you're, if you're a, uh, the organization that's willing to go, uh, truly go through the process, and by the way, I haven't seen too many organizations that have actually done it, um, they say they want to do it, mm -hmm. um, but they haven't gotten there yet. Um, I really think the community will surprise them. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that it will be, I think it will be absolutely incredible and way better than they ever thought it would be. So yeah. I think that kind of what you're saying is like, it's a beautiful experience. It's a painful experience. And I think for most people, as you're saying, we just haven't actually gotten to experience it. So mm. whether even if you don't know the tech side, just like trying to understand decentralization, there aren't really any games I would say right now who are doing that to, to the level that at least Splinterlands wants to achieve. And, mm. and we'll see if they can pull it off and we can see, we'll see if it works out to their vision. I don't know. I think we're still a long ways away. So we can have plenty more conversations about it moving forward, but I want to give a, a quick snippet to this conversation. Not too long, but even just based on this announcement, we've seen SPS, vouchers pump just a little bit, or vouchers more so than anything else, I think. Uh, and Dwayne, you're saying you wanted to talk about that. Is that, what are you doing with vouchers? I I personally sold off a little bit of mine because we saw the same thing with Waka pump to $2. And I was like, you know what? 
Last time I didn't take advantage of this. I want to sell and get a little bit of cards because, you know, I want to build up my deck. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've chosen to do. But, you know, I'm not someone with a ton of, a ton of vouchers, so it doesn't matter too much to me. But what are your thoughts on vouchers? It's a great question. And um, and I think I want to say before I answer that one of the, the – it's this is all – it's first of all, I guess maybe uh, it's so wrapped up with this idea of what the validators are. And so – I really, really urge people who are listening, who are like, man, it's it's all, I don't get it. Like what decentralization, I don't get it. Like validators, it's, I just want to play a video game. Like, yeah, I get it. I understand. But do yourself a favor. Because, you know, if you watch my channel, you, you know my whole thing is that I really think this game is going to offer life-changing financial opportunity to people who are taking it seriously now. I really believe that. But it's so important that if you... If you want to hold to share that thesis with me, I think you must agree that this game is both fun and it, it has a future, and 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 it can't have a future if gigantic finance like changes to the code are 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 not like logical. And so, do homework on this so that you can feel satisfied and and secure in what we're doing here. And then I think you're gonna. If, if that's where you can, if, or for that matter, decide that you don't, because I think that's so, that's the starting point. And to that end, I would say, guys, you got to watch. I actually, I actually watched and loved 20 minute video by Bulldog. Uh, he did it seven days ago. It's only got 2,800 views, which, you know, for Bulldog got 20,000 subs, like, you know, this is, it's a validator node. Uh, it's called validator node details. Yeah. This game is, I was going to say the same thing. I watched yeah. that today. It's, it's so very, very good. good. It lays it out. And it talks about the vouchers and it talks about the SPS and he gets into, look, we've got this many of SPS and this many vouchers and look what would, and he starts like talking about like, look, if they sell this tranche of, of, um, if they sell this many nodes, it's going to delete this many vouchers forever. And, and then there won't, and then Rift Watchers is coming out in a couple months and there will be not even enough uh, vouchers to sell Rift Watchers. And we need a voucher for every Rift Watcher pack. So there, there's this, that is that is a recipe for price appreciation on vouchers. It's like guys, totally understand this. If there's not enough to to buy the the pack, the chaos or the new Rift Watchers pack, which is coming out soon, and they need they're needed here within nodes, which people are clearly excited about. It's like what's going to happen? They're being bought. They're going to be bought up on secondary markets at higher and higher prices. And not that's not just speculation because. Because uh, Splinterlands is literally written into the 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 sale of the vouchers, they have a, like a they have a, a tiered sale of vouchers where they're not of, they're not selling vouchers a tiered price listing of vouchers where as they sell two thousand um, uh, validator nodes they will then uh, honor each voucher as a three dollar value. So right now. Mm-hmm. Vouchers are going for two bucks on the Hive engine. In, in after they sell two thousand uh, nodes, which I think they'll do on the first day, two thousand mm-hmm. guys, just two thousand. It's it's literally fifteen hundred. It's actually about two two thousand dollars to buy one. I I plan to buy two. Oh, I and, thought you were gonna say you're gonna buy all two thousand. <laughs> not that big. Not that big. Luke. But yeah, Joe, have I, we not maybe also forgotten there, that but, you can be you can be voted with SPS as well to be a validator. That's true. Older as well. And Dwayne, I mean, I think that it, I would vote for you. Like, I think that there's there's people that really are, are passionate. A lot of the influencers, everybody in this in this podcast right now, like mm-hmm. everybody is crazy passionate about Splinterlands. Um, 
And I know for myself personally, um, there's been a lot of talk in YGG SPL. Do, do we do it as a sub DAO? Do we do, I think there'll be a couple people that, I think there'll be multiple people actually that want to run it. For me personally, the bigger issue is having a system that's running 24 seven. I would need to buy server space or something like that mm. to, to make that happen. Cause I don't want my main crypto computer to be on 24 seven. I just don't, I think that's a yeah. security risk. Yeah. We've seen way too many people get hacked in yeah. this last year. Big time um, for sure. And those of us that are out front a lot of times have an even higher because they see what our IGNs are. Like mm-hmm. they, they see all of that. So, you know, those are the sort of things to think security wise, I feel like absolutely we need to um you know be careful of but i know that there's been lots of talk about it and i agree with you like i said before 100 percent. like if you don't know what it is that's happening with the validator nodes and what it really means for the ecosystem you need to go watch bulldogs i mean maybe we want to even post that i don't know um, sure yeah i mean i think most yeah. people know bulldogs so you guys can just yeah. go over to his channel, go check you out his channel. I, I think it's I his latest i think it's his latest video yeah. so yeah Ashley, what about you as a fellow Krill crew, you know, like, I I don't know how many vouchers you're getting. Are you doing anything with them? Are you stacking up vouchers? Are you just I have a lot of vouchers. I have six. (laughs) (laughs) My all-time amount, six, six vouchers. No, but I'll hold my little baby six vouchers. Maybe it'll pump for Rift Watchers. That's the hope anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I I think if you're just a gamer, I think maybe that's what people are holding on to, you know, they're, they're not going to be, unless you're a huge player spending them on validator nodes. So unless you're, I think for the small people, maybe you're either selling them off to buy up cards on hive engine, or you're just waiting to use them in rift watchers. And is that kind of your thought, Ashley? Yep. I'm waiting for rift watchers. Either I'll buy a few packs. I mean, I only have six <laughs> or I'll sell them if they go up um, yeah. and buy some other cards. And as for the validator nodes, I was going to say, like, maybe they should make more education about it, like some graphics, some more blog posts, because honestly, it's hard Mm -hmm. for me to understand. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people like that. (laughs) And I I know Bulldog's video was good, but I think um, Splitterland's producing some educational content on it would help people get more excited that don't know about it as much. Yeah. They need to hire those, all those YouTube channels that are like the crypto simply explain it. Got yeah. the little like whiteboard yeah. stuff. You need like, the infographic thing. Like if you yes. go to the Gala website, they've got a whole bunch of infographics that show exactly how the node structure works. And I think that because a lot of us are gamers and we're not crypto native first, we don't fully understand it. And I know that, I mean, I have access to like NightAv and stuff like that. And so like the dude literally spent two hours with me explaining to, at the very beginning, a year ago, like, what is a hardware wallet? Oh, you mean that the assets don't actually sit on the USB key? I mean, like, seriously, you guys, yeah. there's a lot of us that are just gamers and we just yeah. really enjoy the game. Totally. To like yeah. understand crypto stuff. It took me like yeah. maybe a year to fully get it all. And now this <laughs> node stuff, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, and no, then I mean, having to potentially get a server, you know, to be able to run it 24 seven, then you got to pay for that, but yet you're going to get SPS. I understand that it is going to pump the SPS and the voucher price. I understand that part because it's going to burn a ton uh, of that. I also don't know about you guys, but I feel like in the space where there is a lot of people in the crypto space that are money 
first and ROI first. Do you guys feel like Splinterlands in general is not necessarily that? I mean, yes, people want to ROI, and so, but they genuinely like the game. Like, mm-hmm. they enjoy playing the game. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of is still... I mean, Dwayne, I know that you've spent a lot on it. I mean, is that something that's in your head? Like, ROI, ROI, ROI? Or are you thinking to yourself, <laughs> no, I, it's I, really- I believe in the project, you know? I'm, I'm, it's super interesting that you asked that right now because actually I got a comment from on my YouTube channel earlier today from a guy who supports my channel and always, talks, always drops amazing comments and he goes... I think the question was something like, what's it going to take for Splinterlands to grow bigger, faster, like get more players? And so I actually think it has to do with what you're talking about, where it's like the thing I like, if you look at games like Axie that really blew up bigger than even Splinterlands did, I think the the ROI like grew so much more rapidly, even though we had a really big boom in the end of last year where card prices went from like next to nothing into like I, I went from about 30,000 bucks worth of cards to hundred and thirty thousand dollars with the cards american in like probably august to november august to november yeah Yeah. and um and and so that's crazy but i feel like axie offered that maybe in a bigger way around the the axes the land um and um and and I never touched Axie, but my, my point is that they, I think they really blew up as a result of the possibility that it, it might over a short period of time change people's lives. And so I actually think ROI and the next big wave for Splinterlands is like where, where we'll see the, the, the next um, like massive influx of players. I, I do think people are focused on that. I'm not at all focused on that. And I never have been, even though three, three and a half, four years ago, whenever I started playing this, I really believed I, when I, there was a moment where I got it and I, it was, I got a, I got a ruler of the seas gold foil for free from my daily quest. And I was like, this is worth a hundred dollars and I'm playing a game. I like this game is for real. And I need to actually take this seriously and invest my time and attention in a way that will over four years. And mm-hmm. even then I was like, it's going to be years and years and years, but it's going to accumulate slowly. And then it's going to blow up when it, whenever, whenever there's a moon mission. And, and so it's never really been about ROI. It's been about the fact that I liked it, but also I saw that there was an opportunity at in fits and spurts. This is never going to be something where you're going to make like thousands of dollars a day. It's going to, but it might be something where oh, you don't know that. No, I, what I would <laughs> you say, you don't know that with a node, you don't know that. <laughs> oh, maybe that's true. Maybe if like multiple nodes, uh, I was because- actually going to say that because if you look at gala, for instance, right last year, when they went, it wasn't just gala, the market itself was very, very bullish. You know, we saw Bitcoin mooning, we saw Ethereum mooning, like everything was just skyrocketing. Right. And a Gala node gives you Gala coins every single day. Mm-hmm. If something like that happened, like Bulldog is predicting, if that something like that happened this summer mm-hmm. and you're getting SPS, you're basically getting printed money every single day. I'm not saying that's going to happen. This is not financial advice. Yeah. But I'm saying you are being rewarded for your investment. And, totally. um, and you... I know I said multiple times, I've said it multiple times on Game Hunters. If I had the opportunity to buy a Gala node at $2,000, mm-hmm. because now it costs almost $100,000, ROI is like three, four years. But if I had the opportunity to get a Gala node when it was just at $2,000 mm-hmm. and then it moons, 
And it went, I think Gala went up to like 83, 84 cents or something like that per coin. It's crazy. Like that is a lot, 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 lot of money. But for just one more thought before I, um, really interestingly, I think that's so true, but that's, that's not for everybody. There's only 60,000 nodes and even you have to have a good chunk of change. Like most of the world's not going to do that, but where I really see the value proposition with Splinterlands, and this is like this is message directly to the Krill crew, because like you, you know, we're not dropping yeah. hundreds of dollars uh, <laughs> to get into the game. Like I, I watched the videos, Luke, and it's like, how can we do this on a budget, right? And and playing the game is going to give you daily rewards and season rewards, and over over years of playing it, they will accumulate in trivial ways. But then it's like when there is another bull run those cards will go from two pennies to a dollar and suddenly you it's your 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 trivial account blows up in value not like it's it's all it's slow at first and then all it's all all at once it's very but it's it's and it's not magic it's like these are limited number assets and then they but you see just accumulate them when they're cheap by playing and then boom later four years later but Dwayne, i want the magic i want the instant (laughs) roi 10x within two weeks (laughs) That only happens with a hype cycle, and then unfortunately it crashes, and a whole bunch of people lose money. I think that's the best part about Splinterlands, really, when you think about it. Like we, and I think that's why card games work in general as well. I think we've talked about that on this channel Mm -hmm. because you don't just have one hype cycle; you have every set that brings a new hype cycle, which is great. Like in Axie V3 was supposed to be a hype cycle, and it wasn't. Pegaxi has tried multiple different things to try and keep things moving and it's continued to crash. Like we, we are seeing uh, the, the direction that the Splinterlands developers have gone has worked very, very well. Well, some people would argue that it has not gone well. So that's a, that's a good segue dragon. Cause are you guys ready for a little game? Ready. Okay. Podcast game. So I want to bring up all the different kind of, accusations and problems that i've heard people comment about you know i made that video trying to explain some of my thoughts got my you know soapbox here but i want to give you guys a chance and we'll circle through back to each topic to talk about it but for this game section okay it's just called problem or no problem when i give the topic you're just going to answer no you can't explain it at all you just get to say problem or not a problem or no problem and if you're like, ah, oh, it's like 75% of a problem, but 25% not a problem, you can't say that. No, you just, you just say problem, okay? So okay. I'm going to give you the list of the main things I've heard people complain about, and I want you to just respond real quick, problem, not a problem. So you guys ready? Let's go. All right, okay. spicy hot takes. Yep. Here we go. First one, Chaos Legion pack supply too high. Too many of them. No problem. No problem. No problem. Okay. Higher ranks not earning enough to incentivize players to push into higher leagues. No problem. Higher ranks not... Say one more time, Luke. Yeah. Higher ranks not earning enough. There's not enough uh, incentive for players to push into those higher leagues. Um, I guess I'm leaning towards problem. No problem, I guess. (laughs) But they're they're going to... Hopefully. No, no explanation. No explanation. We'll come back. We'll the see reward around. change. <laughs> no, we're talking about current problems. Sorry. Uh, on, the, on the flip side, rewards are too low for newer players with smaller accounts. Problem. Problem. <laughs> of course, I'm going to say it. No problem. <laughs> okay. Perfect. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, team's vision of a decentralized game to the point where bots and multi-counts are allowed. Problem. Gut feeling, come on, gut check. Problem. <laughs> Problem. Question Wait, can you say it one more time? Yeah, the team's vision of a decentralized game to the point where bots and multi-accounts are allowed. Bots and multi-accounts. No problem. problem. No problem. Okay. All right. Uh, next one. Employees holding assets and having what some people are labeling as insider trading knowledge. No problem. No problem. No problem. Okay. And then the last one, my favorite. The Lukey the Lion NFT collectible still hasn't been made, even though we've reached 2.75k gargoyle lines. Huge problem. Huge problem. problem. Okay. Massive problem. Massive Massive. problem. Thank you. Thank Game you. breaking problem. <laughs> it is. You're going to get rich off those lions one day. <laughs> I did a video the other day. I was talking about that. Or somewhere I commented on it. And I was like, Luke's got 2,600 lions. And in four years, these are going to be like 50 cents or a dollar. And this is how it happens. It's two cents for so long. And then it's suddenly boom. I mean, there's a gargoyle lion posted for nine million dollars right now. Yeah, that I mean, could be you. Why not? <laughs> it could be Luke. <laughs> All right, so now I'll give you guys a chance to explain your answers in the eh, kind of moments can you there, go, Dwayne. Can you go back down the? Go back. Yeah, down we're going to go back to the first one. Well, let's talk about people. I think this is one of the top ones. Chaos Legion packs supply are too high. I've heard people say, "Oh, like we're supposed to sell out." There's too many of them. These are where all the card prices are going down. We're losing all of our asset values. Are you guys hearing these responses from people as well? Like, what do you think? Yeah. What is your response to that kind of accusation or, or a problem that they're throwing out? Dwayne? I've got, um, yeah, I mean, people say this all the time on my channel. And I try to, I feel like every video I do, I, I try really hard to convey the opportunity here and the fact that this is not a get rich quick scheme. And yet people who showed up in August of 2021 are like, why, why am I losing value? Why isn't, why am I not rich yet? And I, and I look guys, I love you. You're on my channel. You drop the comments. I, it's just, I really, really want you to see that that's not what this is. And if that was what this is, it would not be sustainable. But because it's a slow and steady and because you can earn a little bit daily and they seem trivial at first, that is actually sustainable. But you've got to be willing to be here for three or four years or it's simply not for you. Yeah. Ashley, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Chaos Legion pack supply. Um, I mean, it could have been it could be that it's a little high, but I trust the team. They have all the data. So. And if they wanted it to last a year, I think it's probably going to last around one year. So seems like it. That was their I mean, plan. So <laughs> these last few weeks, we've sold about six k packs each week. Yeah, and we're in a we're in a down out. market. So, so yeah. I'm hoping if crypto you know recovers, I don't know if it will, but I'm hoping that would go up. Does anyone know? <laughs> I do. Who's got the crystal ball? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think that um, people complain when the prices are too low and they complain when the prices are too high and you can't have it both ways. That's a great. So you, if you want to get an example of what it will be, if it continues to go up, then look at Axie infinity. You could spend $1,500 to $2,000 for a single breeding Axie less than six months ago. And 
the entire market is bare right now and you have the opportunity to play a game that you really, really like. And I think the volume of packs that we are seeing allows more people to onboard. Um, and for the record, YGGSPL is not really doing any sort of scholarshiping because our, if individuals want to do it, that's great. But um, there are two cent cards out there on the market right now, like three cent cards right now. Like you can play, what did you say it was? Like $50, you can play the game. Mm -hmm. And I think what we have all been complaining about in regards to Web3 is that you've got these NFTs out there that are $10,000, $30,000 that are not worth ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars There's no utility in it. And you can actually get cards right now and truly play this game for $50. Like that allows a lot of people to play. Um, last year, if you would have looked at this in August, $200 got you nothing, nothing. You couldn't it play you bronze. Two. <laughs> it got you to like, not even bronze one, like seriously, yeah, silver it didn't three get you to bronze one. So now you can spend, you, you, you literally have the choice. So, Last year, what we were telling everybody was you need to go buy singles. You need to go buy singles. You need to go buy singles because you're not going to know. And now it's like, well, you can go buy singles if you want. They're pennies, which is great. But I still – and I know Dwayne has explained this time and time again on his channel. Splinterlands is in itself a burning mechanism, right? You have to have 400 commons to be able – right? It's 400, right? Yeah. 400 commons to max out that common. As time goes on, you max out the common. And then there are 400 or 399 less of those one star commons. It in itself, the system allows it to become more valuable. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow drip. If you guys want a hype cycle, you're in the wrong game. Like this is a game that literally lets anybody who wants to play it, play it. Yeah. Like how can we complain about that? Right. Well, I think that's part of the problem, right? Is that the team has been clear. We want packs so that new players can actually get into this game and we want packs for the entire year. Now, I think what happened was there's this huge narrative during that bubble, during that, you know, September, October, where literally everyone's talking about it's going to sell out day one or at least in week one or at least one month right mm -hmm. and you know obviously that's not the case anymore and so you know even the team got to the point where i think you know on the town hall some of them were saying it's going to sell out real quick so i think we all built it up in our minds that it was going to be this hey if we buy a pack we're instantly going to be able to flip it a month or two later for eight bucks we're going to be able to open up these cards and instantly, because all packs are sold out within one week, boom, they're going to shoot up in price. And of course, now that we've seen things slow way down, it's it's the complete inverse of that. And, you know, I think it depends on your perspective, right? If you're in, mostly in this for the ROI, like you're saying, Dragon, for the investment, then of course, right now, you're going to be pissed. You're going to be sad. You're going to be, you know, that's what happened to me when I started first investing in Bitcoin. You know, went straight from a thousand dollar investment to five hundred, and I was like, "Oh my freaking gosh, what the what the heck did I just do with my money?" Right? But for a player, it's like, okay, I feel like as a krill, even though people give me gifts, like I want a max level silver deck, and I still haven't been able to complete that. So I'm like, kind of also rooting on the other hand as a player. Please let the prices drop even a little bit more for me. But you me know, too. that's just my perspective. Me too, just for the record. You know what's like, interesting though? Oh, sorry, go, go ahead, Dragon. 
No, 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 go. That's I'm just saying I'm, I'm rooting them for them to go lower too. Yeah, because I want I want the cards. I want the cards. Yeah. I, I want to play for cheap. You know what I sense though, Luke, is this that, and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. It seems to me that most people don't have that energy that you just threw out there, Luke, where it's like you're you you say you have a confidence that if it went lower, you would get more cards. I think most people are right now refusing to buy them because they've been going lower. And I see it in my comments. And then, but a couple months ago when, you know, such and such card was $15 or $40 or they were like, oh, I got to get it now. And land was 500 bucks and everyone needed to buy it. And I was like, I think I'm going to sell this now. And, you know, and, and, and even DC months before that, in like October of last year, I remember DC was on like two pennies. And I was like, this is not a good idea. And everybody all like, it's just been constantly this cycle where people, when things are high, people, the masses are like, no, no, this is it. You don't get it. And then when things are low, they're like, oh, that's dead. And you don't get it. And it's like, no, you know, this is this, this is the washing machine. And you need to have the eyes like, like four years down the road where you can dollar cost average into a position because you not just because you're dreaming, but because you believe, like we said, we, it's not just fun, but it's an opportunity and you actually think there's a future. And if you, if you really believe that you need to put your money where your mouth is at moments when things go down, because that's when you buy, not when things are flying up. Right. Well, yeah. and that's the thing is like, if you actually believe in the game and you enjoy it, as you said, for three to four years, yeah, Chaos Legion might not sell out to the very end of the year. You might not see your assets go up for the entire year. I mean, who knows, right? Like it could continue down until we hit another big, you know, massive growth. And that's where in my video, I said like, hey, if you don't believe the project's vision, if you don't believe and like where they're going, that's fine. Then like, yeah, sell out, go find a team and vision and game you do enjoy. I'm not bad. Like, that's great. Like if you don't believe in it, you shouldn't be in this game, right? Because you're probably not going to get that instant rich gratification that you know some people are looking for. But if you're waiting for three to four years, three to four years, if this game is still alive, there's no way Chaos Legion isn't sold out and the supply is drained and cards are combined. But you have to have that long-term view, right? And that's really hard. I mean, it honestly, like I have empathy for those people because like it's never fun to see your value go down. It's never fun to see that number shrink and shrink. And, you know, it's emotional. It's not an easy thing to, to go through. And I don't, I don't think most people are, but you have if they're to just have here watched, for the game. Yeah. You have to have watched the, the cycle happen once. Like I was here last June before the cycle took off with untamed and, and watching that is like, wait, this is normal. Like this is exactly what happened with untamed. And even if it takes a little longer for it to happen with Chaos Legion, the question you need to be asking yourself is, is the development team still developing new gameplay? Are they still doing new things? Are they, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they still adding value to the game that you're playing? Mm -hmm. And the answer to, I believe, all name one dev team out there, literally, name one that is doing a weekly town hall one just one i've seen a couple i've seen a couple but every single it, week yeah it's probably not as popular and free uh i think you're it might seeing, be as frequent but it, they're smaller seeing, projects like gala is doing it pretty often they're pretty yeah. good uh axie which is the biggest arguably the biggest community out there 
you're getting some different streams. You're getting like Axie chat and stuff like that, but you're really not getting very many. Even Peg Axie, and I think that those guys are great in their communication with their with their base. Um, even they're not doing every week. And so even to the point where there's times when we don't get much from the town hall, but they're still willing to come down and share knowledge. So for me, I see the development team, also an experienced development team that knows how to communicate with their user base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're all on the same page as Chaos Legion Pack supply is too high or isn't too high. It's good where it's at, at least for now, from what we can tell. Right. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, and I'll kind of combine those next two. And, and let's just talk about this reward structure, this this kind of reconstructing the economy and the rewards and how they're going to be doing it. How do you guys think about it? Because I've heard both arguments of higher players aren't being rewarded enough, newer players aren't being rewarded enough. Uh, Ashley, I want to get your thoughts first. Like, what is your hopes and dreams for this rework that Splinterlands has coming up? Well, I do really hope they fix bronze. Um, it's just too boring. I I don't know how they're going to do it. I know that they said that the higher leagues will get like better quality chests, so... That's cool. Maybe bronze will still be getting. I hope they're not just getting one credit in a potion. I hope it's a little bit better. <laughs> two credits and two potions now. <laughs> yeah. So I hope I don't know their plan, and I wouldn't be able to figure it out. But I really hope that the bronze is more fun because I feel like new players are really important. And if I was brand new and that's all I was getting, I wouldn't stick around. Honestly in bronze because when i was playing was back or when i started was back in like august and uh i was getting the demented sharks and nightmare and stuff so that was a little more exciting i only got a few and then they were all gone like i got three yeah but not to mention you also got dec and dec because the price was pumped like crazy you got a a decent chunk of dec even in bronze right which nowadays you get a decimal of DEC that's worth not even a penny or a tenth yeah. of a penny, right? Or I guess like I said but. before, I said it on a, another one, but my best friend, I had her join. And at first she was getting the DEC with me, but she didn't put in a bunch of money to buy cards like I did. So once the bronze nerf happened, she kind of stopped playing because, you know, you're not getting much. So I hope they fix that. That's my thought. Yeah, Dragon, what about yourself? What are you hoping for for you your guild with all this reward restructure um i think that um everybody likes getting cards so i think that it's in, in regards to is there not enough is there too much um i don't so i'm not really uh driven by the rewards i know that seems a little bit weird but i'm not um I like to see DEC. I've I have yet to get a card pack, just for the record, for season end. Um, Zero in daily chess. I've never, got, I've never gotten oh, a card pack. Dragon. Um, and day. here's the thing: I can when you're at a point where you can rent your cards for more than you can make in the game. Something's probably broken, um, but at the same time, you got to balance that with the economy as well. Um, I stay really busy, so a lot of my deck gets rented already because it I can make more than I can playing every single day. Um, so what I do is I'll usually 
I'll do one season on and then I'll do two or three seasons, two or three seasons off, like, Mm -hmm. or two seasons off, two seasons on. That's kind of how I'll do it to kind of try and balance that out because we end up giving away, like, everybody thinks YGG SPL, oh, they've got deep pockets. That's not the case. Like, all of the tournaments and everything that we do is completely out of our own pockets. Like, we do that out of our own out of our own earnings. So if I don't have earnings to give away, then it's a little harder for me. So um, for me though, um, I don't, I, I mean, champion level, I think they, I mean, they're opening what, a hundred and how many? I mean, it's it's pretty significant yeah. odds that they're gonna get a lot of chests and everything else. So I don't think there's any issue there at all. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you can thank the botting uh, battle for what's happening in lower leagues. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the the real true question is how do you stop the botters mm-hmm. and what they've done, every step that they have made. And it's been, I think it's been at the sacrifice of onboarding new players, but it's mm-hmm. also been at the sacrifice of the scholar model. It's been at the sacrifice of a lot of, different models that don't necessarily that I, I believe that they, they've gambled right because we're seeing the play to earn model very difficult to sustain. Mm-hmm. So um, from my standpoint, they've gone harsh in the bronze level, but again, with prices being so low, I, I mean, it's $10 for a spell book. I know that's a lot of money for, for some people, um, but then you've got cards like you can play for under fifty dollars right now. Like to me, um, I think everybody needs to put a little skin in the game. I mean, that's just yeah. me. I think everybody I mean, needs to put a little skin in the game. Once Modern League comes out and the power is cut in half, it's it's literally going to be twenty five bucks of card power to get to Silver Three, which again, six hundred bucks a, a few months ago. So I mean, it's just. It's crazy the opportunity there, but Dwayne, I want to hear your thoughts as someone that is a higher level league player, because I've heard that the flip side of the argument, right, is that the rewards aren't high enough at the top to push people to want to get to gold or diamond. And, you know, people are saying, oh, well, if I just make five accounts in silver three, it's so much cheaper and I'm going to get the same rewards than if I spend, you know, a grand to get into gold three, right? Mm -hmm. Is kind of the other side of the argument. Do you feel that? And since that as a higher league player or what's your thoughts there? So... I guess a couple of things. I think I think it's really important. Like from my, this is like my life, my life philosophy that whatever you get given the hand you get dealt, you just deal with it. Like I don't, I don't, I never have thought to myself like even when I when I played this game, like when I played this game three years ago, you know the DC was worth nothing, um, and you know the cards were worth nothing and yet i played it for fun and i like i just understood what i was getting into and i so i've never really got like oh you know this there's too many it's not working for me at bronze it's not working like it, th- there's a lot of that and i've always just thought like i this is a game i like and i'm going to try and play it for a long time and i'm going to extract value so i kind of don't have any opinion really um but i would say that i i definitely i've seen that the rewards are not like when you think about the fact that I've got a hundred, probably a hundred thousand U.S. dollars worth of assets, and I, I get one hundred and twenty loot chests a season, which usually, which might work out to be like ten, 
to $20 if I'm lucky, 20 being lucky, 10 being like kind of normal. Um, that's every two weeks. That doesn't sound like a lot of return for hundred thousand US dollars. Um, but at the same time, yeah. And yeah, I could do a bunch of different silver decks. What I generally do is I don't try to fuss about what I'm not getting. I just try to be, you know, change my heart towards gratitude for what I am getting. And I've, I've got, I think I have eight or nine accounts now and I do scholar them out, even though uh dragon's right like they're not particularly productive like i i put four to five thousand losing US. money in them I, is the yeah, truth i put yeah. four to five grand in each of them uh us and i'm getting probably a dollar or two every two weeks for them so i totally could rent them for way more money but mm-hmm. i really believe what i've said a thousand times which is like those rewards those cards i'm getting through the play of those the the daily and season rewards that are being accumulated on those accounts while they are worth nothing today, they will be worth hundreds or thousands of dollars in four years. That's my firm belief, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious, Ashley, because I, I yeah. think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. You weren't there, but you know, my point was with Rogue of actually the best way if you're trying to play and earn is actually just to do tournaments. Like I, I've kind of stopped caring about ranked play besides just getting my quest because the DEC is so minimal that it doesn't really matter anymore is that kind of where you're at because i've seen you in a bunch of tournaments as well (laughs) yeah the tournaments are awesome i guess now that there's a lot more options like i remember before weird beard came there wasn't many tournaments but now there's a lot of opportunity for even bronze or there's even some novice tournaments to earn more through those tournaments so that's awesome and i was gonna say like Dwayne was saying like uh, you should be grateful for any of the rewards yeah um, my point wasn't only about the rewards. I think they just need to make bronze more fun to keep mm. people playing because in my opinion, it's boring. I was trying to help my friend get out of bronze and I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> it's too boring. Sorry. <laughs> There's too many, I guess, bots, but also, you know, I don't know. It just gets repetitive because there's no rule sets or yeah. really yeah. rare rule sets. Maybe if they just added rule sets, that would help spice things up a bit. Maybe. And maybe, and maybe just let me say something because I don't. I definitely don't. Uh, just so you know, Ash, like I'm not saying that. You know, I wasn't directing that to you. I'm yeah, just saying. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just. I really think. <laughs> I really do believe that if we change our mindset around the fact that this is fun for today and I don't really care if I'm going to get a reward. I genuinely believe that those rewards that are being accumulated, even at bronze, whether it's like one in 10, I think it's, what is it? 10% at bronze three are going to be cards. And I think the re- the change they're going to make is going to give you more loot chests at the lower level. So like, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't ever do it that way. I never, I never looked yeah. at it like, yeah. And so that's, I really, that's my, I'm trying to pass it on to others because I really want more people to just enjoy the game. I, I wonder how much of that comes with longevity as well. Like when I first started playing, getting to play to earn games, it's like, that's all your focus is, right? It's like, how much is my account going up or down? And what can I do to try to get more earnings and squeak out these things? And now that I've been in it for a full year, I'm just like, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I actually just enjoy the game. I'm going to play it do some tournaments, try to get good. And I, I don't even look at my account value. I mean, SPS, yes, because it's just right there. It hits you in the face mm-hmm. every time you want to go claim and stake. But I don't look at my card value. I don't go to the peak monsters and even care about that anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's just people haven't had that longevity, don't enjoy the game enough to really get to that point where you're saying, Dwayne, of like, hey, like, just enjoy the game, enjoy the ride, and one day if it blows up, awesome. Like, then we'll all be celebrating and 
and drinking together then maybe. Yeah. I never look at my account either. (laughs) Do you think that maybe part of the reason why Splinterlands has been so successful though, is that you haven't had these wild hype cycles over and over and over. So you haven't had a hype or a crash that happens, you know, like Pegaxi, I go back to that. Like, I think the hype cycle lasted six, seven weeks. Like it's, it's elongated, right? Like it's, 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 you're able to actually get into the game, enjoy the game, watch the game. And it's been months. Like I never thought that we were going to sell out in, in weeks with, I mean, I, I think we said this over and over 15 million packs is a lot of packs guys. Like that's a lot of cards. Um, you know, do you think maybe, Maybe that's part of the reason why Splinterlands has been able to be kind of so stable. Yes, I know card prices have gone down. Yes, I know SPS has gone down. DEC has gone down. So has all of crypto. Like, it's all gone down. And from the people who I've talked to in crypto, quarter one, quarter two, this is pretty normal, at least for the past couple years. Mm -hmm. And quarter three, quarter four tends to be where you start seeing it it uptick. Am Am I crazy in that? I've heard that too. I just I, I just look for the four year cycles, and I do think that we have more. Like, here's the thing, and this is important from the perspective of it's it's, it's crypto general, but it's Splinterlands indirect. Um, maybe people have heard me say this before. I don't know, but look, there's a ton of great coins in the altcoin market that haven't pumped to all time highs. And that if that if they if them if we are truly about to enter a bear market and we're done with the bull market, if we if that's so, it'll be the first time ever in the history of cryptocurrency that altcoins have not gone along that all. I, I don't mean like your favorites and the and the good ones. I mean all altcoins always pump at the end or during the middle of uh the bull run of for Bitcoin. And so it seems to me that until I see that, that we're not done with, with all coins and that, that could mean good things for us. I'm going to mute cause my phone, hang on, I'll be back. Okay. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's move on because I, I want to get hit this one because this one's probably been the biggest discussion. And I think part of it is because it's linked to the card supply and that's bots and multi-accounts being allowed. And part of the what I've seen is, oh, Chaos Legion supply is way too high because they base all their numbers on the massive bots. I've seen different, you know, reports of, hey, there's 100,000 bots. I've seen even people say there's more than 300,000 and really there's more like a player base of 30,000 and the rest of the 300,000 is just all bots. So I, I want to get your guys' thoughts. We kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it's just, it's such a topic that no one wants to leave, I guess. So I, since we have a fresh crew of faces here, I want to get your guys' perspectives as well. What do, you, what do you guys think about this idea of decentralization, bots are allowed, multi-accounts are allowed, uh, you know, to the point as like, at least if they're not cheating and have like an unfair advantage. I've, I've heard them say like, we're not going to, we're going to shoot to kill those things, but Hey, bots are allowed. We're just going to try to push them to, you know, have one bot account rather than one million bot accounts. So how do you guys feel about how the team has essentially drawn the line in the sand and said, like, this is our vision for decentralization. This is not going to change. Like, if if you think they're going to kill bots, I think it's very clear. They've been saying it for six months now. They are they've not going it, to do they've that. They've been saying it for a year, just for the yeah. record. They've been saying well, it for I guess I've only been watching for six The entire months, time yeah. that I have seen them, they have never said that they're going to deal with it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
Dwayne, what's your thought? I mean, the thing about bots is that, and I said in your question, Luke, I said that this was kind of a problem. And, and it's, and I say that in because of because of the fact that it clearly is affecting it has affected how they impacted the rewards to bronze and i agree i agree even though i said all those things and i stand by what i said earlier about the rewards at every level being what they are and you just have to enjoy it or or kind of move on that's that's my true opinion but at the same time they nerfed the rewards at a, at a level where it was inviting new players in and now there has there is an impact i have to admit that there's an impact to bronze and Yes, certain players are going to say to themselves, I don't really care. I'm just going to enjoy the game. But some players aren't. And that, that is, an, in my opinion, an impediment to growing our community. And so there is a problem there. But then again, it, the question is not just is there a problem, but it's how do you deal with the problem? And I'm not convinced there's a logical way. I've heard so many different suggestions. And I think people who, when I, when I read the suggestions, it's like, no, you don't really understand decentralization because that wouldn't work. It's like, they'll say, well, just check the IP or the, um, the, uh, make sure that every, every, you need KYC to sign into an account or something like this. And it's like, no, no, you don't understand at all the philosophy that's feeding into this thing because they will never do that as long as the government doesn't, as long as the government doesn't force them to do it. And so it's just like, I don't know what to do. So I kind of say, and then there, one more thing, there's actually benefits from bots. Like because there's so many bots, we actually get matches in, in faster. Because there's so many bots, we see a ton of free labor accumulating reward cards that put them onto the marketplace for cheaper than would be otherwise. So these are benefits that everyone enjoys, but no one complains about. And so there's two sides of the coin. Ashley, how about you? What do you think about all these? I mean, I know you mentioned already the bronze experience is bad, but yeah, but I'm not. I, I'm not against bots. I'm just saying bronze isn't fun. <laughs> Maybe they can add some more features like achievements, or I know they're working on stuff though. But anyway, about bots, I'm not against bots. Uh, I don't really have a problem with them allowing bots, especially after I saw your video, Luke. That was really a great video. Like you testing the bot for two weeks. Obviously, it didn't work well. <laughs> I got like ten potions out of it. No, I want to see. I want to see you. I want to see you test like a really, really good bot. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I want to uh, see if there's any difference in it. Like I, I would. Cool. If there's anybody who's listening right now that can give access to Luke for a high level i know a guy i mean bot. we should ask we should just ask steve he said he bots out i think his alt account even in diamond yeah like yeah, so we want to see a really bot, really good yeah, bot not a that free might one. change my mind but yeah. for now all i know is the bot you showed i, I <laughs> i've never done it myself or anything so yeah i mean dragon i don't have a, you. i don't have a big opinion on it okay. i'm very against botting honestly um we've heard the excuse for a year uh, excuse me. I'm against botting for gameplay. Um, you want to do it for arbitrage. You want to do it uh, in the market or whatever else like that. Um, I honestly don't have as much of an issue with that um, because if you even look at our stock market, bots are used every single day. It's used in crypto every single day as well for your high and low sales. Um, I believe that botting has wrecked the the new player onboarding experience i i i think and i know a lot of people in chat i've seen them talking about it um a lot of people in chat have said the same thing without new players 
then you are eventually going to have a dying game, right? Yeah. So, but there's the other side of that as well. So you're not getting free to play players and you're getting people who are coming in that have skin in the game, right? Um, so you're not dealing with extraction only, which tends to be one of the issues we've seen with free to play, right? Um, or play to earn. Um, so you're not dealing with a user base that, and they've said it from the very beginning, we are not catering to the play to earn or the free to play user base. I think that actually is part of the reason why we're seeing the longevity that we have, we have enjoyed um, and why the stabilization has been there. You've got the Dwayne's who have spent a large, large amount of money. I know we've got people over at YGGSPL that have done the same. They've spent a very large amount of money. They believe in the project. Um, it seems like it's, um, I just feel like it's not quite as based on the whole tokenomics. I've got to get ROI. I got to get the money out now, right? Um, people believe in the project. Um, but eventually people are going to want to ROI and to be able to ROI you do need to be able to bring people into the game in a reasonable manner. I think they may have swung that pendulum too far the other way. I understand why they've swung the pendulum too far the other way. But I think, um, but also like, where do we draw the line, right? So you can't, and we talked about this earlier, you can have a bot, Plus, if you're a live player, you can use anything that you want. Uh, some people do expel, spell, uh, Excel spreadsheets. Some people write out all their combinations. Some people use a bot. Or some people use something that will you know, give a percentage of win-loss. Win like uh, I always forget the name, the splinter. Splinter tools. Splinter tools. Some people use splinter tools. Some people use their own thing. Some people are developing their own thing. So where's the line? Do you want free? Uh, do you want uh, gameplay that is truly competitive? Because uh, to me, using Splinter Tools um, seems like you're cheating. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if you're in a big tournament. Like you go back to Zen Sports or something like that. So, like we we did used to have bots in tournaments that were in the Splinterlands tournaments. I don't know if they're still there. I don't know if they're actively going against them. I don't know that we've necessarily heard that from the team lately, but again, how do you stop it? Because mm -hmm. it's easy for us to sit back and say, well, you can't have bots or you should have bots, but how do you actually stop them? Well, because Weird Beard said for tournaments, that's why they put the um, required staked SPS to like kind of keep bots out, but... I mean, you can still do it if you want. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you guys agree with the team's way? I mean, they've stated what their what their plan is, right? I mean, Matt said step one is we need to fix the economy, take away those starter cards, and then that's going to decentivize at least some more bots being made. Of course, it's not going to get rid of bots because there's already so many bot accounts that have cards necessary to keep farming. But do you think what they're doing is is a good enough start? Do you guys like that change? Is that just not anywhere hitting close to what needs to happen i think it was the right move because i know I like people it. who had like 50 or 60 accounts that were doing nothing but playing sp starter cards mm -hmm. and they were botting those 
Oh, wow. Because it's the same sort of thing as if you get a hundred accounts playing, making pennies a day, eventually that adds up to a lot of money. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the problem though. Either you, either you get rid of all reward. I think, I think you need to either get rid of all rewards at bronze so that people have to buy cards to get any rewards. And I'm not saying this is a good idea. I'm just saying that's the only thing I can really imagine that would really probably get rid of the bot issue. And even that doesn't get rid of it because they could just buy like a couple hundred dollars, maybe on 10, 20, 30 accounts. And some people would do that. So with how cheap it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't, I just don't, I I've never, I've always thought this is something of a problem. I just don't honestly know how you would ever resolve it. The SPS thing is actually really cool. Actually, I actually never really thought about it that way. I've never heard them say that, but you're totally right. That, that is a barrier that is, it doesn't eliminate bots, but it like, it's It's a smart way to help mitigate. Yeah. And I think, I think the team is doing the right thing in regards to mitigation um, but I don't think you're ever going to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And do you, would you rather the team focus on a potential losing battle or would you rather the team focus on bringing us land gameplay and all the <laughs> other things that we want? You know what I'm saying? Like, land. where do you want the, where do you want the team to focus? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest reason why I'm hearing complaints is kind of what you said, Ashley, like, it ruins the game at bronze and what you're saying dragon is a huge point like we need to get new players in the game and so that that needs to be fixed in some kind of way some kind of manner and then the second one is this assumption of oh if everyone's botting they're raking up all the dec they're raking up all my reward cards and almost the flip side of your argument Dwayne, of like the reward cards are now cheap so we can buy them their argument is well my oshanas that used to be fifty dollars when i got them in as a reward now is worth three dollars so now my rewards suck and so like it's kind of feeling like uh, my rewards are are bad because of all these bots in the game and so yeah i think it's really just perspective you know it's like are you wanting these cheap reward cards for now so you can get more of them as you're saying Dwayne? they you know as they get liquidity the DEC to me, as I said earlier, like the rewards are of DEC, even at silver and gold, they don't matter too much to me. That's where I'm I'm playing in tournaments. And I don't think there's really that many bots there. And if there are, I haven't seen that many that are actually good enough to win these tournaments unless there's a player I don't know about. Maybe someone has some proof of that. But uh, we know what happens when we accuse people of bots. So, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, yeah, I can see the arguments from both sides, but I, I definitely, you know, and rank play to me, it doesn't matter too much besides the fact that if new players can't enjoy this game when they come into it, as you said, Dragon, that is a huge issue. So, yeah, I mean, really good thoughts. Uh, I want to kind of wrap it up here. So last kind of question here. Uh, I'll give you a chance to sign off, shout out, whatever you want to shout out. But at the same time, I want to know, we just talked about a bunch of problems here. So let's let's end on a happy note. As you're signing off, I want to hear a reason from you. Why are you still playing this game? Why are you still bullish on it long-term moving forward? So, Dwayne, go ahead and you can kick us off here. Um, so why am I still bullish? I mean, it really boils down to one thing, and I've said it before, but it's super important because new players are coming in and they need to hear it. 
the key to this game is that the assets you're receiving are limited in number. That's all, I mean, all the cards, every edition, every reward card, every chaos, every untamed, there's only so many of them. And you might argue there's too many Chaos Legion cards or too many Rift Watchers or whatever. But here's the thing, even too many is still a finite number. And when we burn those to merge them in order to grow the power of those cards, we are deleting forever significant supply. And this is, so it's not actually, this isn't even like, um, there. it's not even like there's a fixed number. It's actually a deflationary, there's there's a redu reducing supply. And you compare that, you, you partner that with the fact that the game is growing in terms of its player base and will continue to grow over a long enough time horizon. At least that's my conviction, and you might disagree, but but weigh those two realities or challenge them. You know, debate me on those two things, because I think if if I'm right about those two facts, then these cards in this game it has the opportunity to be financially life changing. It's that simple, and I'd love to hear comments on that in the in the comment section below, guys. Sweet. And where can they find you? Not that I think everyone probably already knows, but. So you can Go get ahead. me at, uh, on Twitter at Time N Attention, and you can find me on YouTube at just Dwayne Cunningham, but the name's Infidel1258. Sweet. Well, thanks for coming on. Ashley, what about you? What what makes you want to keep playing? What what makes you bullish about this game? And where can people follow along in your journey? Well, when I discovered that I can own my own assets in a game that I enjoyed playing, then... I was hype and I just wanted to start buying cards and it's cool. I mean, I know card prices are down, but if you keep buying in DCA, like Dwayne always says, like my account is only down like a hundred dollars. It's nothing that crazy. So for the entertainment I get out of it, I think it's a great investment opportunity and it's fun to play. So that's why I play. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Ashley NFT Gaming and on Twitter at Ashley NFT Gaming. And I'm getting close to 1,000 subscribers. So subscribe. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone go. If you're not subbed, you're crazy. Go follow Smash Ashley. That like we got to get there. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And uh, not last, but the last dragon. YGG. The last dragon. <laughs> What are, what are your thoughts there as we wrap up and where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Last Dragon Gaming, uh, LST Dragon Gaming. Um, and then we stream the weekend challenge, at least Saturday nights. We've been streaming on the Yield Guild games, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, and we do a 15 to 20,000 DEC tournament every week, uh, which has been super fun. And then we are have just passed governance so we can start all of our social channels now. So YGG SPL, nice. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. If you guys want to follow those, that would be great. Uh, we'll be doing more pushes towards that. Um, but the reason, honestly, that I enjoy um, the game is the community has been absolutely incredible. Um, and a lot like Ashley as well. Like, all I want is to be able to own the assets that I have. Like when I pay money, I just want to know that it's mine and I can do whatever I want with it. If I want to sell it, great. If I want to rent it, great. If I want to scholar it, great. If I want to stake it, great. Like I can do any of that. Um, so for me, just owning the assets is enough. It's always been all I've ever wanted. Um, I don't know wh where in the world everything kind of like shifted 
to where it was like this dark black market to get World of Warcraft gold and you got hmm. multiple accounts banned, but all of a sudden now it's okay. But I'm happy yeah. with that because I've always <laughs> wanted that. Like I ground for that sword in World of Warcraft. Let me sell it. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, so that's kind of where I've been. And then the YGG SPL experience, the, that whole alliance, you know, with over 300 players and everything else, just watching how decentralization is supposed to work. And I, it's a huge shout out to tonight, AV, honestly, like the dude is literally, I've got a front row seat to see how decentralization can be such a beautiful process, like truly how awesome it can be. And uh, I know that we all talk all the time as well. And like, it's, it's been fun. Like, mm -hmm. it's just been so cool to see how a different system is really supposed to work. And um, whether you're with y YGG or Balthazar or Time and Attention, you know, or the Krill Crew, like, I mean, just the fact that everybody's working together to kind of try and figure this out together has been one of the coolest experiments I've ever been a part of, so. Yeah. And honestly, what you said right there is one of the reasons why I'm still bullish on Splinterlands is because all of this is so early. All of this is so experimental. Like, name a project that has launched and hasn't had a mess of problems. <laughs> you know, it's like, there are, yes, there are so many short-term problems with Splinterlands. Same with every other project. And yes, there's lots of other projects I've reviewed that look great. And they look great on white paper. But guess what? They haven't had to actually do things yet. And I think... When people realize, oh, that, you know, big name project, whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank, all this, you know, pizzazz and cool trailers and this tokenomics set out, I can tell you, and my guess is at some point when they launch, they're going to have a hype cycle, as Dragon said, and probably some problems along the way, just as Splinterlands is having now. So I understand everyone's pain here that may have some problems with Splinterlands. I understand it. I get it. But I think we have a good way and a good road ahead. So thank you all for joining here today. Much love to everyone. I hope that you go check out our guests if you're not following along with them already. Check out the description or in the podcast uh, replay. Check in the description as well there. You should be able to find all of their channels. Follow along. They're all amazing, great players and people. So thank you guys for joining here tonight. And everyone in the chat, we'll see you guys next time. Take care, everybody.